everyone. Welcome back to Real Window, rewatching random movies from our childhood. I'm Pauline. And I'm Lisa. And we are two sisters uh, who decide on movies to watch from our childhood and then discuss them after the fact. Um, and we generally go through the same questions each week. We have different conversations about what we think or what we remember, quotes that we had, because our movie, our uh, family talks in movie quotes basically as a form of communication. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's true. So it's true. It's a pretty great uh, podcast, if I do say so myself. <laughs> uh, well, we love it. If we nothing else, it. we think it's amazing. There's a couple of you out there. You like it, too. Um, okay, so Lisa picked the movie this week. Lisa, uh, tell everyone what movie you picked and uh, give us a brief synopsis. If you can keep it brief, that I, would be I think super. I can. I think I actually can. The concept this of this one is, 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 is brief. Short, the movie, the film is not. The movie's not. So guys, what we watched was the classic movie, The Great Escape, based on a true story, which stars a heck of a lot of classic film actors, including Steve McQueen, Richard Attenborough, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Coburn, James Garner, Charles Bronson. (laughs) It's so good. It's like a stacked cast, guys. And the one... Yeah, it's... Yeah. know the names of they are fabulous as well too and they were quite famous at the time um and actually there are no bad actors in this no, one like there's, there's no one that comes on screen single, and i'm like oh this guy there's not a single bad actor you're gonna love no. every, even the germans you're gonna love even them so the basic plot of yeah, this is is that this is um so basic true story it's a pow camp that was specially made by the luftwaffe who were in charge of uh british and uh, basically allied airmen uh who were captured uh fighting world war ii and these guys are all the greatest escape artists from other pow camps and the germans have decided to lump them all and put them all in one basket as they say uh so they can keep a better eye on them it's basically an impossible to escape prison and of course the uh airmen take this as a challenge and decide they're going to do everything possible to escape from it um and so much so that the leader of their gang known as big x uh, has decided he's going to get 250 men out of one escape attempt which has never been done before and this film basically chronicles how they build tunnels how they hide that they're tunneling from the germans how they escape and what happens to the escapees that's the plot of this film it's not complicated but this movie is three hours long, so it's not... Well, it's not complicated, it's detailed. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. go with that. Yes. They follow every Very aspect specific. of the escape. Very much so. And um, it is fairly historically accurate. They actually had members from the original escape, one in particular, Willie, who, Wally, who was known as um, a tunnel king for all the escape attempts he made and because he helped build the original tunnel, uh, who was a consultant on the film. I mentioned this in the trivia sode. And while they sort of have created characters who are like a conglomerate of several men, mm-hmm. um, it follows the, like everything that happens leading up to the escape is accurate. And then the escape itself, a few things have been tweaked here and there to make it exciting for Hollywood I mean, and again to film. combine them. It's yeah. still a film. They like, still want to make it as interesting as possible. But all those, all the tricks that they use are accurate. All mm. the way that they build the tunnels accurate. How many men escape? How many men like, you know, get caught again? Like all of that is accurate. It's just uh, some of the events, sort of the timeline gets a little bit like pushed together in order to make it, you know, better. For condensed. <laughs> I mean, it's already three hours. It's already three you're... hours. You're accepting any of the condensing you possibly can. Yeah. 
There's probably a few more hiccups than they let on, but it, you know, you got to yeah. keep things rolling. Totally. Totally. You got to keep this going. Keep this snappy. You know, you That's don't want right. people falling asleep in this film. Exactly. Uh, and it is also very famously known for Steve McQueen's motorcycle chase at the end of the film and a, a huge epic stunt that is done. Uh, we talk about it in the trivia. So if you haven't listened to it, go on back. It's very interesting, uh, mm-hmm. but don't worry. There'll be plenty of trivia in this one because I can't help myself. Uh, it'll just come out at some point. I I'm don't sure. blame you. I genuinely love this film and I've loved it since I was really little uh whereas Pauline well she liked it she doesn't really remember it so nope. I know you're shocked <laughs> I watched I watched it because Lisa watched it and Lisa was my playmate and we were watching a movie together and Lisa picked it and I was like well I guess I'm watching this yeah um, yeah she was super involved <laughs> so absolutely uh disclaimer yes there will be spoilers absolutely FYI some people die in this mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. and we will spoil who that is. So yeah, we will spoil who is if, and who doesn't. Yes. If you really want to watch it first mm-hmm. before, you know, cause I would recommend that highly very much. So this is one of those films. If you are at all interested in watching, you don't want it spoiled because it that beforehand. adds so much to the tension of this movie. Yes. Whereas if you know in advance what's going to happen, that tension is a bit lost and it's worth it to have it. You, you, you really do need it for the first time you're watching this film. So I I'm with you. Complete, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, guys, turn this off now, please. <laughs> and I, you know, I'd rather you, you don't listen at all and just move on. Even if that means you're not going to watch the movie for a couple of weeks, do that and then come back to us. We'll mm-hmm. still be here. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Watch it, watch it. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're going to be, Oh, there's a lot of spoilers. <laughs> yes. And we're going to try and keep this a shorter episode, but we're talking about a three hour movie. This is, we'll give it a go. One. This is the first one that we've done uh, where it's an epic. Um, and so I have no idea how long this is going to go for. <laughs> Me neither. I really, <sighs> let's keep it, tight. Keep it tight. We'll try. We'll try. Okay, Lisa. So let's move, <laughs> let's on, move on in. Let's, let's, <laughs> right. I'll cut you off. I'll be like, <laughs> you do we do all Lisa, know what Pauline My didn't God, get. enough. Like, okay, Lisa. <laughs> We're just going to edit this, this out. Is, this is your last piece of trivia. Stop Yeah, it. exactly. Okay. <laughs> you get a maximum of three. I'm going to count you down. Okay. But, okay, Ooh. so let's talk, let's talk takeaways mm. uh, from childhood. So I already asked you in the, I think it was in the trivia episode, but what yes. you loved about this movie because it's childhood an, it's an odd movie for a young child i guess maybe that should be too. our second disclaimer is like this is not a kid's movie no. like the fact that this was one of lisa's i would say top five favorites yeah that's that's very like, accurate yeah i watched this so is mind-boggling yeah. while i was watching this i was like i feel but dumber than you like I, we've oh, talked about God. this in other episodes but I'm just watching, and I'm like, how did Lisa compute any of this in her kid's brain? So, Lisa, tell everyone, tell us, tell us how your yeah. brain works. It's fascinating. How my brain, so I love, I do love facts, as you can tell. I love trivia and that sort of thing, but I love puzzle solving too. And this film is like a giant puzzle solving because they have to figure out so much. And it to me as a kid, I don't know, I don't know why, but I loved how they came up with solutions in such extreme circumstances to allow them 
to do their escape because their POWs, they basically, all they have for clothing is what they were caught in. So they're, it's often they're in their RAF uniforms, um, with the exception of a few characters who got caught in more like civilian-esque um, clothes. But for the most part, they all look like officers. And they have to somehow, once they escape, wander through Germany and not look like their RFAs, <laughs> RAFs mm-hmm. and that they mm-hmm. actually fit in with average people. And to me, how were they going to do that? Did they speak German? How many of them spoke German? How are you going to build a tunnel that they have to dig like 30 feet down before they can even think of going like forward towards the tree line? And forward is like 200, 200, 300 feet because the trees, the Germans are very clever. Obviously they're used to people escaping. They cleared the tree line so they can see anything just beyond the fence for like a good, like 40, 50 feet. So that's a lot to dig. And you have to do that without the Germans knowing like, you know, so-and-so seems to be missing. Where's he and 20 other guys? Um, And like, what do you do with the dirt? Because the dirt from the tunnel looks different from the dirt that's above ground and part of the compound. How do you hide that? How do you get enough wood to shore up the tunnel so it doesn't collapse on everyone? Like there's, I loved looking at the tunnels as a kid because they were so well constructed. They had little tiny carts that they would pull with oh, like string yeah. to like go up and down to save time right because otherwise you're crawling through so once it was completed they had this amazing system where a guy would lay on the cart he'd tap it with a little shovel and someone further down the tunnel would pull on the string and basically pull them down to another section of tunnel and they'd repeat the process until they got to the end of the tunnel and that obviously saved time because it's so long and that fascinated me I was like how how did they build this so I was impressed by the ingenuity what I also loved as a kid was the characters themselves I latched onto all of them I thought they were either brilliant or they were very like they had a lot of problems that I I understood I don't even know why I understood as a kid but I was Mm -hmm. like there there's one character Ives who's Scottish there's two like there's obviously a lot of men in this POW camp and they focus on a handful that gets like center stage and they have a lot of background guys who do their own thing and then obviously more background guys who who do less and Ives is one of the only main Scotsmen there's one other one and he's Mac McDonald who's an intelligence and I love him and all of them have code names I think I love that as a kid they all had code names for what their jobs were and so um Ives though is very short he's five foot four he's got a lot of attitude a lot of personality and he unfortunately has been in prison for too long his brain can't handle it anymore and he's what do they call it wire wire happy wire Wire happy. happy And he's at the point where he's almost ready to just leap at the wire fence. Like, that's why it's called wire happy. You're willing to just literally start climbing, even though it means you're going to get shot. And it's because he's escaped and attempted to escape so many times. And he just can't handle being in prison. And as a kid, I felt so bad for him. I loved him. He was so funny. And I wanted him to be okay, desperately in the film. And there are these moments when you think he's gonna... (laughs) And as a kid, mm-hmm. I was like, it's going to be okay. Ives is going to be okay. Ives, you're going to be okay. You're, you're, you can, Don't I, worry, buddy. And I kind of just wanted to, like, as a, even as a kid, I was like, just stick through it. Just stick through it. You're going to have your escape attempt. And it was heartbreaking every time for what happens to him. Spoilers, guys. He literally tries to leap the fence because he can't take it anymore. And he gets shot. And it's awful and it's heartbreaking wow, i don't we're know diving what, into like we're diving like into right the spoilers off the bat, right guys. off the bat and so i and i loved all the characters i had favorites 
Um, but I, I really loved, so there's an, there's a couple of Americans, again, this film is obviously an American film, but it had an expansive, like, and British film. It was like a, a combination of the two. It had an expansive British cast and it had, um, some Americans and there's only three in the camp, but they get, you know, two of them get top billing. It's James Garner and Steve McQueen. And the other guy is just hilarious. I love him. Oh. And he's, he's great. He's not in it much, but when he is in it, he's memorable and he's fun. And they take like a big center stage. But one of them, um, played by James Garner, Henley, his job is as a scrounger. And he has to find materials that are extremely difficult. And he does this through blackmailing some of the Nazi guards, one it's in particular. very clever. Named Werner. Werner. Poor Werner. <laughs> As a kid, like yes, but also of, no. I know, but as a kid, I didn't quite get it. That mm. was something that I didn't. I I got that the Nazis were bad. I absolutely got that. I learned that in Sound of Music. I learned that in this film. Nazis <laughs> equal bad. The other, um, the other epic, the other, the other epic that I loved, uh, that we loved as a family. And but I, this was something I didn't quite understand when I was a kid. I didn't get the relationship fully between Werner and mm -hmm. henley because mm -hmm. henley's very friendly to him he makes friends with Werner. he's very charming very disarming he's able to like you know brush stuff off and Werner ends up being charmed by him despite his best efforts and then almost like unknowingly. unknowingly like he yes. doesn't realize that he has been charmed exactly he thinks he's actually being a very good guard for the most part yes. and everything but but James Garner just does such a good job he's of like being a so con friendly. man he in is. a way. Like he's he... an epic con man. Yeah. And he's good at what he does. And so, for example, in order for them to escape, they need to have a camera so that they can take pictures of everyone and give them fake identity cards. Because without that, they're going to be in trouble. And so one of James Garner's tasks as a scrounger is to find a really nice camera. So he does this in one of the most brilliant ways. After oh, befriending Werner... And, you know, being buddies and having a bunch of conversations and like, you know, giving him cigarettes, which is always currency, right? Always has been. Um, and then he like offers to come back to his room because basically what the other members, because they all, they all work together. The other members have combined all of their like good stuff. So jams, chocolate bars, like all the cream, stuff, cream butter, oh, all this good stuff. And they gave it to James Garner because they know he can use it. He's the one who's going to use it for like bribes and everything else. And so James Garner invites Werner into his quarters for some coffee, which is also a rarity. And Werner kind of is like, I do want coffee. Okay. <laughs> he yeah. follows him in. And then James Garner just casually starts tossing all of these delicious things out of his like, you know, his his cabinet. little like storage locker yeah yeah his kit and um and Werner at first is like wow marmalade like chocolata like he's like impressed and James oh yeah my grandmother take keeps it take it stuff. have like have take it. it it's yours and then what he's done is he's purposefully stolen the butter from the colonel in charge of the camp and Werner sees and is like I have to report this and he's all set to go and James Garner very clever is like report what that you and I were having coffee in my rooms together, which he obviously isn't allowed to do. And Werner realizes he shouldn't have done that. So he decides he's going to leave anyways, but he's still holding the chocolate. And James, and he starts to give it back. And James Garner starts forcing it on him. And as he's doing it, he steals Werner's wallet that has all of his identity cards and papers. A, so that the forgers in this team can copy them. And B, so that Werner could really get in trouble of course, if it's found that he's lost these, because that would mean the POWs have them, and that's bad. So he could basically be sent to the Russian front or killed for this. And so he obviously doesn't want anyone to know. And James Garner basically tells him, but not obviously, 
I'll find them. I'll give them back to you. But in exchange, I need the camera. And that trust me with this. Yeah. I will work on this for yeah. you, my yeah. friend. For you, I'm sure I'll find it. In the meantime, if you could find this shuttle plane camera with a blah, blah, blah lens and all these specifics, then I'm sure I can find it faster. And that's basically how he works. And he always manages to just magically get everything the guys need. And as a kid, I found him fascinating. But I also didn't fully get the blackmail. I didn't fully get that Werner and him weren't actually friends. Yeah. I was I found their relationship tricky. Okay, this makes really me little. feel yeah. so much better yeah. about what I didn't get. Because I definitely didn't get that. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't I, get that. I at didn't all. get that really. I, I thought they might have actually been friends. See, and as a kid I, I it was an odd I, I but yes. I also got they kind of weren't and it confused me. See and yeah. what confused me about it, why it was to me extra confusing I had a hard time with the uniform situation because they're POWs, but they're, yeah. they're airmen. And, and a lot of them had their military uniforms on. So then I was like, wait, these are prisoners. Yes, Pauline, they're prisoners. Why, oh, no. why do they have uniforms? Like I was very, and so then when yeah, you uniform, expect them to be like in a prison yeah, garment, they're yeah, prisoners yeah. of war. Pauline's brain they are prisoners and I didn't I think that the confusion too was that like a POW camp I the difference between that and a concentration camp I think mm. was lacking in my young kid brain like I yeah the Nazis are bad and they just had prisoners for everybody and I just totally, I understood totally. that yeah so I was like I don't understand why they aren't in, in like chains in, or or a uniform that looks like a like, prisoner totally uniform. like with the and stripes so, or with like pajamas almost yeah that so marked then out. yeah when mm -hmm. one of the i'll say quote-unquote good guys in a uniform is talking to one of the bad guys in uniform <laughs> i was like wait who's who's <laughs> bad? who's on first oh, oh my, my god, god. <laughs> so that to me added like an added, added layer an of layer. confusion because yeah. I was like yeah. the costumes are confusing me I need something that's more identifiable because the other thing too is mm. um so with Werner he's in a uniform but that's not unusual the other other good guys <laughs> are in uniforms too so totally did, totally and there are and other it, accents and there's Russians there's totally. Poles there's there's well, Australians. Yeah, the yeah. I so I'm mm -hmm. the accent didn't make it easier <laughs> and so because they're all allied was, forces and they're all combined together. And you're like, no, wait, the no. British I get. British accent. Totally. My brain yeah, is smart absolutely. enough to clock that those guys are Americans. Guys. I was like, got it. Like, we're in it. <laughs> Anyone else? Steve McQueen, I get you. I get you, my friend. I see you. You're a good guy. But, so Werner was particularly confusing mm. to me because. So, okay. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So what ends up happening is while they're digging, they're digging three tunnels, Tom, Dick, and Harry at the same time. And at one point in time, they decide, okay, Tom is the furthest along. We will close down the other tunnels. We're just going to move it into Tom, put all of our efforts into Tom. Mm -hmm. And Tom matters a lot. And Tom, the entrance to Tom is underneath this. It's, oh, it's brilliant. So it's underneath a furnace that they always keep burning so that the Germans are never motivated to move it and check underneath it because it's a hot furnace. Why would you ever want to deal with that? And accidentally, Werner discovers it because he uh, is pouring himself a cup of coffee in the room, which also confused me. Like, just wandering in and having the coffee. Like, <laughs> uh, So I'm like, wait, is he one of them? I don't understand. And then 
spills the coffee. It goes underneath the furnace, which then ends up, he hears it almost it like a drain. Yeah, like it, it he can hear it and it's yeah. not on the floor. Mm-hmm. So this is how they discover it. He obviously tells on them and the commanding officers come in and that confused me because the relationship like, with Henley. I'm totally. Like, Wait, they're Isn't friends. Isn't he Henley's friend? Yeah. Why would he tell the other guards that he yes. found the tunnel? Exactly. Totally. That so upset that... me as a kid. I, I was like, Werner, why would you do that? It yeah. wasn't until I was a bit older that I'm like, no, of course Werner did that. Yeah. Werner's on the Nazi team. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, know, I didn't know yeah. Werner was on the Nazi team yeah, as a kid. That took, I didn't... that took time. Yeah. that I, I knew he was. But I thought he was like a good, like my brain was like, but he's a good one. He's a good Nazi. I know. <laughs> all, so, the, oh, all those good Nazis. All those mm-hmm. good ones you hear so much about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and talking about that. So that's another aspect of this camp that's interesting. At the very beginning of the film, you're introduced to the colonel who runs the camp. And there's the most senior officer of the RAF is basically the liaison on behalf of them. And so he talks to the the colonel. The colonel gives him instructions. The colonel informs him. And it's kind of, they, they very His much name respect. name is Ramsey. Yes. And they very much respect the chain of command. It's very interesting. They, Again, they confusing. Who's, yeah, confusing, no, confusing for confusing child calling. Confusing as a kid, but they, but they were, and I think I actually appreciate that as a kid. I'm like, oh, they're so well-mannered. Look how they talk to each other. <laughs> like, great. Um, and, but at the very beginning, you're introduced to Big X, the character played by Richard Attenborough, and he's brought into the camp. All the other guys arrive on trucks together. Richard Attenborough is the only one who's brought in by the Gestapo and the SS. And they're different from the colonel who's from the Luftwaffe. And the Luftwaffe are in charge of the RAF and all airmen. And that's why the Gestapo have to bring him back. And that's all. And from the beginning of the film, it's, it's, you discover that there's tension there. The Luftwaffe don't really connect with the Gestapo no. and the SS. The Gestapo and the SS are way more extreme. And even the Colonel feels, you can tell he feels that way. At one point he doesn't say how Hitler when everyone else does and they all all turn around and look at him and he's just like oh he's like oh right and he puts his arm up and he's like right 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 we do this because he's part of the old guard who's from like who's been an officer since world war one so in his mind it's a different set of rules and that's established and as a kid you're like okay so there's as a kid i was like so there's a good german and some bad germans like i just i don't who's the fact that he you even got that seem, far. He doesn't seem as bad as the others. I found the Gestapo and the SS very well, scary as a kid. And they sure. do a good job of showing how they were a different type of friendly. As a kid, I got that the colonel was a different type of friendly to the RAFs than yeah. the Gestapo and the SS. Because the Gestapo and the SS, it's false. Whereas and it's very um, threatening. threatening. It's very oh, threatening. Saw, you and I both said the same thing. Look at us. Shocking. Look at us connecting. Mind meld. But and it so, is. It's very threatening. You can read it. So there's tension. And the way that they talk about yeah. um, Richard Attenborough's character is Bartlett. And they basically are like, if you get caught again, you'll be back in the Gestapo and you will be shot. And they tell it to him point blank. And as a kid, I'm like, I don't like them. Yeah, of They're course not. Very scary. <laughs> and even the colonel's kind of like, please, like, you know, go release him, like, take him out to his men, whatever. He's part of an RAF officer. And he even has a bit of tension when he's like, the RFA, the RAF fall under the Luftwaffe, not SS. And he says it very firmly. Mm-hmm. And they very much slide it as like, at present, yes. So there's that also implication that that could change depending how this camp goes. And so that layered bit and the Did nuances you get that? of that. I, 
I only got that some were better than others. I liked the colonel. He seemed reasonable. I didn't like the other guys. They weren't. I didn't fully get what the Luftwaffe was versus the SS and the Gestapo. I think I only knew because I asked dad and dad's like explained it. And I was like, okay, kind of get it. Moving on back to Steve McQueen and and, uh, Charles Bronson. Um, And then the film carries on. So that I was confused as well. Like what the chain of command was, who was... It was very interesting to have like a gray area for a German officer where I'm like, I kind of like him, but I know he's not good. But I also kind of, I couldn't help but really like the colonel as a kid. Right. I like him. Is intentional, but is yeah. also confusing mm-hmm. when, you, when you're a child and you're just like, good guys, bad guys. Totally. Like, and where often they're depicted as like, when you think of like a movies like Indiana Jones, where we saw other Nazis, they are bad all around. Not sound of music, they're bad all around. There's no such thing as a gray area for a German officer in a mm-hmm. World War II film. I think it was like one of the first ones Generally I was speaking. to. Generally speaking, yep, for sure. And so that, I liked him, but then I also was like, should I like him? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how I, I feel about him at all. I, I have mixed feelings. I don't know what to do with all of these emotions. Yeah, it's confusing. That's fair. That's so fair. that was it. I think those were the main things that I got confused over, basically the, the German, the, the sort of like officers who was in charge of who, who outranked who, how that system was set up. That I wasn't 100% sure on either. Of course. Other than that, I don't think there's anything else I wasn't confused by. I got what they were doing. I got the tunnels they were building. I got how difficult it was. I got that there were other escape attempts happening. I got that Ives wasn't doing so hot. I got you know all the little clever things like the forgery and how they were um so they're drawing birds because the guy who's in charge of forging who i love so much he's he's played by donald pleasance who anyone who's seen the halloween movies would recognize because he's a doctor in that he's that was his other big famous role um he's in a bunch of them uh but he is actually a bird watcher and so he puts it to good use and he's like a drawer so he gets guys to come into the community hall base and then they can draw birds and learn about bird watching until the germans get you know officers who are like checking in on them gets bored and leaves and then they basically swap it up and they are working on forged documents and so like when he's like got pictures of the bird up and he's like demoing bird song and stuff as a kid i'm like distraction brilliant <laughs> like so oh, clever God, look at life being no so way. smart i was like no, they're learning about birds. That's neat. Like I was, I was one of the idiot German soldiers who was not picking up on anything, and I got to watch the part where then you see them. Like no, even oh god, I retained nothing. I was paying well, no attention whatsoever. Uh, yeah, and I was I was hyper focused. I was hyper focused mm. on everything they were doing. I wanted to learn. I wanted to know all that they were coming up with because I just again I just thought it was so damn clever. I loved the intricacies of what they made. And oh, it also, is. It is I, very very clever. intricate. It's and, brilliant. Um, and I and again I. I loved the relationship. I loved, so Henley is paired with Blythe, the bird watcher guy. And Blythe is this ridiculously proper English British. Oh, he's <laughs> and, so and great. He's so good. And Henley's like the charming rogue American con That's man. James Garner. There's James a lot Garner, of names. Yeah. We'll There's just a lot continue of names. to I'm gonna, tell yeah, you James Garner and whatever. We're going to have to keep talking. I literally had to write them down. I was like, okay, Pauline, I already knew I was going to be confused. Like childhood to brain who, was coming out. Like I was like, as to who is so I have who? a little list. That's why I knew it was Ramsey. Who's like, okay, it's Ramsey, everyone. Don't yes. worry. Don't worry. He's Pauline's, got a limp and a cane. Pauline's got this carefully done. Because um, everyone else is going to be confused. Because I know I was confused. And I'm going to have to just keep describing I know all the intricacies. I'm going to be like, and pause. Let's pause, go back. Let's go back. So and continue. So James Garner and Donald Pleasant, so Blythe and Henley, are basically share a room and they end up bonding 
and becoming really close, which becomes very important because you just, I just liked seeing their relationship unfold, yeah. how different yeah. they were. And then spoiler, um, Blythe, because he's working so closely with documents, he actually starts to lose his sight and he can see close up but he can't see distance and it starts to get worse and worse. And basically big X, the guy who's in charge of everything, everything has to be cleared by him finds out because Blythe hides it for a long time to honestly, just before the night they're about to escape. And he tells Blythe he can't go. And he's too much of a risk. He's too much of a risk. A blind man's too much of a risk. And James Garner stands up for him and basically says, he's, you know, he can come with me. I'm going to watch him. And basically in a single moment, knows that he has hooked himself to a liability. But he does it anyway because they're friends. And you can tell there's this very subtle moment with his expression when he realizes that's what he's done. Mm -hmm. But he's going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And even Blythe, after Big X leaves the room, is like, you know what? He's right. I shouldn't go. I'm going to make it worse for you. I should just stay here. And and Henley is like, nope, we're doing this. We're going to be fine. We're going to make it. And as a kid... God, I wanted those two to make it. Oh, God. Do you want them to make it? Oh, my God. Do you want them to make it? You want them to be okay. Um, and so I loved th- There was probably one of my favorite friendships was the those two. Okay. Those two were one of my favorites. Again, because the acting's so good. I actually really struggled with Big X. He was a character as a kid. I didn't like him as much mm. as the others because he's harsher. Yeah, he's he not has as fun. to make... He, no, he's not as fun. Yeah, he he's got to make hard tough decisions. Calls. Yeah. And he's very obsessive about the tunnels and about escape because he um, he has been in the, the hands of the Gestapo. Who knows what they did to him? He's angry. He's hurt. He's going to get back at them no matter what. And, and the weight of the success mm, of this falls on his shoulders. Like very He's much the one so. who's taken on the task of getting out 250 men out of one tunnel. And so he's going to make sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to, no matter what. And yeah, so, they're his responsibility. Exactly. So he doesn't have and the luxury of being playful like Steve It's being playful because to him, it's serious business no matter what. I mean, it's serious to everyone. But he takes it to another level. And as a kid, I was just like, he's really intense. I don't know how I feel about him. But at the same time, I know he's a good guy and he's working super hard. So fair. But he was never, as a child, he wasn't one of my favorites. It was only as an adult, I mm. appreciated him a lot more. As I agree a kid, with that. he was one I of the ones that I was kind of like, mm. I preferred Mac. So and yes. why I pair them together <laughs> is because they're kind of a duo together. Like they're both in- yeah, intelligence. Happens a lot in this movie. You get, get duos. Yeah. And so Mac and, and Big X are a duo. And I really liked Max, but I agree. Big mm. X to me, but he also happens to be one of the characters that would give you the most explanation and, and mm. preamble. Yes. And, yes. and so obviously <laughs> he was the one I listened to the least, even though he's You're providing like, oh, you the most information. I was like, oh my God, we don't <laughs> need to know this. I was like, yes, you do, Pauline, but don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> you'll get over it you'll get over it you'll whereas max was, mac was much more playful mac like he sings a, a scottish song with with, the, ives. with ives on the fourth yes. of july when they're yeah. drinking and it's yeah. there's a playfulness to him that roger doesn't have so no, i prefer mac and they make a good pair as a result they, do. they are very close friends too yep. um and and i think mac helps make up for bartlett's intensity and bartlett makes up for mac's playfulness and, and there's that combo too so again the the other pair i want to talk about too is danny and willie mm. so danny was my favorite as a kid i knew he's that. played by charles bronson 
and he's Polish. And he basically um, joined the RAF to, to fight after, you know, Moscow sort of fell and everything else. And he's after a Warsaw tunnel king. Fell. Warsaw, Warsaw fell. Sorry, after Warsaw fell. And he... Um, he's a tunnel king and so is his buddy Willie. And what that means is they're responsible for the digging. They have to be underground. They have to be digging. And the tunnel collapses repeatedly on them. You see yeah, it multiple times in the movie. Because of course, that's how it's going to work as they're building and showing it up. There's, there, there's going to be that happening. And Danny has closed basically because of all the work he's done in the closet, but all the closet, all the work he's done in the, in the tunnels. As a child, he had a fear of small spaces, but he hides it to dig. But his claustrophobia is, sort of getting progressively worse as the film goes on um and willie is a digger but he doesn't seem to have that same doesn't even have that issue he can dig he doesn't seem to have claustrophobia no matter how many times the tunnels collapse and he's a very again you'll notice the pairing of the two he's sunnier he's yeah. happier he's Charles the Bronson's blonde fair more, skin yes and yeah Charles light Bronson's like dark hair and everything and he's more smoldering intense. Yeah, very much so. And he's more intense. And but he's he's also like, you know, got a sense of humor to things. Too, Danny's but played he's played by um, uh, Charles, Charles, Charles Bronson. Bronson. Oh, he's and, great. And he's, he's so, so good, good. And the pair of them are good together. And so Willie, then when he when he finds out because Danny, basically the night before they're going to escape, he is afraid that he's going to panic when they're all in the tunnel together and he's going to ruin the escape for everyone that his claustrophobia will be too much and he's going to ruin everything so he's going to go through the wire he's going to cut through the wire and he's going to escape on his own the night before and willie catches him and is basically like no we're going through the tunnel i'm going to be with you every step of the way so again you'll notice this trend of friends being like no it's okay i've got your back no matter what and lisa was all for it lisa was all for the male friendships that were like no bromances before they were bromances and i think that's also why it was rare for me to see a film with so many male friendships of such kindness Mm. and such understanding Mm -hmm. these guys like Danny loses it at one and point. Willie like, is as, like, and Willie's we, like, it's, it's okay. okay. Like he's getting, you're going to be okay. And like, yeah. and Danny's like crying almost. And you see that vulnerability and Willie, you know, there's no berating. There's no nothing. It's Willie just helping him through it. It's Willie just letting him breathe. It's Willie like holding him close. And as a kid, and telling I was him like, it's going to be okay. It's going to yeah. be okay. Like there's lots of hugging in this movie. There's lots of guys showing a lot of physical yeah, affection. Guys who fucking go through war together. There's well, a bond. Course, have this bond. And yeah. I think as a kid, I didn't see that very often. And I loved that about this film. I loved that they all helped each other and had each other's backs no matter what. And were affectionate in ways that weren't often seen in ensemble guy films that we, mm. <laughs> I don't even know. 100%. Yeah. So like, absolutely. I, yeah. So I really appreciated that about this. I liked all the characters for that. I liked their vulnerabilities. I liked the friendships. All of that mattered as a kid. And I was hooked line and sinker wanting to make sure they were okay. It's like, mm-hmm. I need all of them to be okay. And I love this movie so much. I paid attention to secondary characters. I knew who the Canadian was. He was Haynes. I knew who like so-and-so was. He was in charge of security. Like I paid attention to the next layer of characters because I liked it so much. And I liked how they all helped each other. And I'm like, these guys seem like they're doing a good job too. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? And I would pay right. attention to them, even though they weren't like the main core group that you followed the most um yeah what about so you got very little of this Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let's turn it because i've been talking a bit um which is not surprising (sighs) what did you get as a kid because obviously if we say Um, don't i think it'll be pretty much most too long it's the entire too long like it it, just assume it's everything guys and the oh hi feeling hi and the um 
dogs visiting me and um <laughs> and it it stops being entertaining and it just starts being pitiful at one point so I'll just um let me tell you what I do remember <laughs> Well, one thing that I thought was interesting, because as I mentioned mm. in, the, uh, in the trivia episode, I think, I, I haven't seen this movie in 20 years, 15, 20 mm, years. Probably. It's been a long time. For it's you. been a long yeah, time. Yeah. I, I think I saw it as a teen the last time. I don't think I really watched it as an adult again. I know I, I liked it. Like as a teen, I liked it. Like I, but I, I really didn't retain a ton of it mm, from mm. childhood. Um, but what was interesting watching it that I have to say, is you're getting introduced to them right at the beginning. Mm. All of the ones who die... I am just remembering. I was like, mm. oh shit. Oh yeah. Oh no. Train tracks. I was like, oh shit balls. Like I, so I was like, whoo, this is going to be heavy. So I, <laughs> but I knew. a hard film. Yeah. But yeah. I knew the, the stories of them. I remember them. Mm. Like as soon as you see, there's one guy, his name is Cavendish and he's wearing a scarf and he's, yes, he's I really got... quite like him. Yes. Um, he's there's great. one scene where they're there. They need more wood to shore up the tunnel. And Steve <laughs> McQueen has gone and taken it out of the, rooms and he's taking them out of the bunks as well and cavendish is on a, a top bunk and, and he, just he has this, a habit of hopping of hopping onto his bed yeah. like very aggressively and landing on his bed <laughs> and i just the moment i saw him in his scarf i started laughing because the scene steve mcqueen has just taken a lot of lumber out of his bed is just about to warn him hey heads up Cavendish has brushed right by him and is just tally ho hopped up on the bed and has now crashed through his <laughs> bed three. and the bottom one <laughs> and then turns to look like in shock and Steve McQueen who's got like like we're talking like 50 pieces of lumber he's holding on he's like never mind and then just continues walking <laughs> and that and was a favorite scene for that was too, a totally. favorite yeah. scene as a kid it was hysterical it was so, so funny. funny yeah um, I remember Steve McQueen because Mm-hmm. His character is very playful. He's very fun. His character also does a lot of escape attempts, a lot of failed escape attempts. He keeps coming yep. back. Yep. And so you he's one of the more playful characters. He's that, also one of the more independent characters. Yeah, he's Everyone solo. else is like doing their thing and he's like, I'll help out here and there, but I'm also doing my thing. Like just Yeah, so like you know. he wasn't fully on board with the mm-hmm. escape plan from the beginning and and it took time. Yeah. It did. He he it took Ives to be honest. Yes, um, it, took it took Ives death. I was kind then of losing it. Steve McQueen was like, okay, this okay, is shit for real. Gotta, Let's do yeah, this. Yeah, like, he's like, we got to get out of here. So, mm-hmm. um, but his character, like, his story, like, I thought he was funny. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's called a hotshot yes. pilot. And he's like, yes. you know, the the commanding officer says something along the lines of like, you know, are all Americans as... <laughs> are all Americans so ill-mannered? As, there you go. Thank you, Lisa. I knew you'd know the quote. I didn't even write it down. And uh, Steve McQueen is sassy and it's great. It's like, yeah, He's yeah, so... about 90%. Yeah, 99% of them. Anyway, so um, I really liked him. Mm-hmm. I he remember... Also, you'll oh, know that he ends up in the cooler. So anyone who, oh. even if you don't know this film, his he often is... Um, tossed in the coolers basically isolation they're tossed into like more of an extreme solitary. prison yeah. solitary confinement and they can kind of talk to the person next to them in the room next to them but that's the extent of what it goes and, he and that's has also only helpful if someone else is in the cooler exactly no one else, no is, one else in is in there you're, you're, you're solo. just solo you're just doing the time and uh he has a baseball and a baseball glove and he just ta- he just hits the ball against the walls and catches it repeatedly there's a fantastic and that Simpsons episode where been, Maggie yes. is, uh, is that a daycare and she's trying to escape and there's a whole plan and they're all doing secret codes it's great yeah. it's a great episode i don't yeah. know which one of those but you'll it's, find it's it. basically Look the it one where marge goes auditions to streetcar named desire oh. and is doing that and maggie has to be in the daycare during the time and she doesn't reasons. get her pacifier and maggie needs her pacifier 
Okay, so keep going. But yeah, so this is reference a lot in pop culture. So this is like memorable about his character. Um, what I, you what I didn't realize mm. as a kid is how much time he spends in the cooler. Like so much time. He's in the cooler a lot. Like I was For like, shit, he's in the time cooler. At the, From, at the camp, he's in the cooler. Like he's not participating in the forgery things and the relate the relationship mm-hmm. with Garner and the Werner. Gar- like he's not involved in any of this. So he's no. he's actually... He's a big name who's kind of got a slightly minor role at the beginning in the sense of like the helping of the building. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. he takes on a bigger role in the second half of the film, uh, which I, I don't remember that. I just was like, I like Steve McQueen. And then as I was watching the movie, I was like, boy, he's not in this very much at the beginning. He's, he's a lot he's in, in solitary for a, a good chunk while everyone else is laying the groundwork. And but I remember him being quite silly because he keeps on escaping, yes. but like he keeps getting caught and he comes back dirty with Ives. They both tried to escape. And the next thing you see is them both filthy just and they're covered, just in, covered mud. in mud. And so there's a humor to them that I think I really liked. My brain really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Um, I remember more of the second half. So for anyone, uh, if you ever own this movie on VHS, uh, it's on two VHSs. And there's a distinct break in the movie. You know when it is. That's the moment when the second VHS tape had to go in. And the second half is more of them getting out and how to deal with how to go about being out in the world outside of the camp exactly how to navigate through germany and maybe make an escape maybe get to switzerland (laughs) and i remember that part of the movie more there's more action more stuff is happening Mm -hmm. there's less planning there's less explanations it's go 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 it's okay we gotta get and there's danger Mm -hmm. like you don't i the danger of the tunnel I think was kind of lost on me a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so I uh, remember more of the escape. Well, and it's because they're very exciting. Like Steve McQueen, as we mentioned, has this amazing motorcycle chase. It's great. With other German soldiers. And he's in disguise at one point, And then he basically is trying to get into the border for Switzerland and it's closed. So he can't go through the proper way. So then he sees there's these two rows of really high barbed wire fencing. And he, because it's hilly, is using the momentum of the hills and the height to jump, to jump the over fence. the barber it's and try and jump the fence. And it's an impressive, awesome. impressive it's stunt. So it's so good. Fucking cool. It's if so nothing cool. else, guys, and you're not going to watch this movie at all, because I get it. It's three hours. It's a war movie. It's from like the 50s. Fine. Absolutely. Please just watch that scene. It's so good. <laughs> you don't need it's, context. No. You just know he's trying to escape and jump over the borders. And he's just being and just chased watch. by Nazis on both sides. And it's exactly. Awesome. You it's just got to watch cool. that. And then and you, same, want him, you want him. You to want him over. to make it. You just. So- you want okay. everyone to make it so, so this badly. is the yeah. other thing that i need to say that i mm. i can't comprehend your child brain <laughs> is you love these characters so much and yes. you want them all to escape and spoiler yes. guys most of them don't most of them don't and it fucking sucks it does it and sucks. i don't understand how you as a child would want to watch the movie where the ones you fall in love with <laughs> Most so many of them die. die. And you're gonna watch them all die, and you're like, "Why am I watching this?" Like, <laughs> so I was watching I, this as an adult. I was crying at multiple yes, times. Yeah, I was just like, oh, "This God. is fucking heartbreaking. It's devastating. They're mm-hmm. going crazy." Mm-hmm. Like, I. Whew. The hardest one to watch for me. There's, it's hard all around. But yeah, for there's me, no it's, easy it's, one. There's no easy one. So is is the Henley and, and Blythe. So James mm. Garner and the Blind Man because. 
they, I think to me as a kid, they got the closest. You they really the thought closest. they were going to, like you were definitely led into a false sense of security for these guys because they managed to steal an aircraft. They steal a fighter plane and James Garner can fly. Like obviously all of them can, they're pilots. So he gets it. Blythe is just a passenger. He's, and he's basically like just a, you know, we're almost just over those mountains and then we're on to Switzerland. Like they're so close. And then something goes wrong with the fuel pump and the plane crashes and they were so fucking close. And then what's heartbreaking is, as we mentioned, Blythe can see close up. He can't see distance. And James Garner gets injured in the crash. He's got blood going down his forehead and he's kind of stunned. And he just tells Blythe to walk away because he doesn't want him near in case the plane blows up. He tells him to it's walk forward a bit yeah. and he'll join him. But he's kind of a bit stunned. And Blythe walks to this top of the hill and he can see specks in the distance. And you as an audience know those are German soldiers and they've got guns and Blythe can't see them. And he turns around to ask Henley a question and he gets shot. And it, it's, it's fucking devastating. devastating because James Garner did so much and was so close to he getting so them both close. to safety. And he missed it by so little. And Blythe dies in his arms. And it is gut-wrenching. It, it, it's fucking gut-wrenching. And I don't, I can't answer you as to why as a kid. I mean, I loved unreal. Bambi as a child. I, I fucked was... up. What happened to you? <laughs> what well, kid likes bambies? Like, come on. I don't know. I don't know what's broken in my brain. I just Lisa's knew... like, oh, is this movie devastating? <laughs> no, let's watch do, it. Too many people die. We should over. really watch this. Do you on a fall loop. in love and then do they break your heart? Girl. And I think what made it terrible great. to me is Danny and Willie get away, and Cedric, who's played by James Coburn, who I also loved. He's the Australian. Cedric is great. He's so he good. gets away too. And I think as a kid, I'm like, at least those three. Yeah. Gosh, the three, three. <laughs> the three guys. I think it helped that Danny was my favorite. I think oh, I, if, my if God. Danny had died, maybe Lisa wouldn't have been able to watch it as much, but maybe I still would have. Because damn, I loved all the other characters you died. I, you fall in love. Honestly, they're all great. Like seriously, they're all so good, and they're all have such different personalities, and they've worked so hard. Okay, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. So mm-hmm. okay. I can't answer that question as to why. I just know that I I knew the ending, and I would watch it again. Right, I think I got the emotional journey meant a lot to me. I I don't know. That's all I can I say. I don't have an answer. It's not beyond that. So we don't have to really um, talk there's, anymore. About, I know there's a about lot that that we could go into, but we're not going to. The one scene that I think we both loved as kids was. The vodka scene. Vodka. Well, yes. Let's talk about okay. a happy, happy. So it's scene. it's also like the silliest. And, and when I say yes. the silliest, I mean like the only, the only silly, silly scene in a war movie. Uh, were there a POW camp? And yeah. so there, um, Steve McQueen, my favorite as a kid, and uh, <laughs> two others, Henley and um, I forget his name. It'll yeah, he's in a second, great. He's but so he's, good. He's an, he's the third American, and he's definitely he's friends with 
Steve McQueen, and he's definitely the silliest, I would say, yeah, he's, of any of the characters. He's so anyway, so the three yeah. of them are buying up all the potatoes that they're growing in the gardens, and everyone and else can't, is like... they're allowed to garden. The Germans have yeah, given one them of the tasks that to grow, given. like, vegetables and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So they've bought up all the potatoes from everybody, <laughs> and even, like, Big X and Mac are kind of watching them, and they're like, what are they doing with all those potatoes? And, and they like, can't is... figure it out. No matter they how hard what they're, they're trying, doing, they're keeping it in secret. So these three are making vodka. They're making moonshine. moonshine. They're making like potato. they're making like the strongest alcohol you've ever tasted for the July Fourth celebrations for Independence yes. Day, and it's hilarious. Yes. It's such it's a great so scene. Funny. It's so funny. They're making the 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 vodka, and, <laughs> and first it's uh it's is it McQueen or is it Garner? It's always McQueen, it first? then Garner, so McQueen then the it first, and then the third. So they're like, whoa, and then the next whoa. one's like, whoa, and then the last one is like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> And it got us every time. We and I remember just being every like, time. Because it's not like we know what vodka <laughs> tastes no, like. But we, were we just, like, we got that it was they're strong. They're silly. Yeah, they're like whatever, silly. whatever, whatever quote-unquote strong yeah, meant, vodka We were just like ridiculous. Yeah. And then like when they're dispersing it, they've dressed up. They've got like a drum. They've dressed up as if they've been injured. And yeah. it's that like, you know, the drummer and the guy waving the American flag and one of them and McQueen's got a and, bandage uh, over he's got his a, head. And, and McQueen's playing the flute. The flute. And they're, they're playing, playing Yankee, Yankee Doodle. Doodle Dandy. And they basically march to the camp at the crack of dawn no one is awake they wake everyone else up and make all this noise just so that they can invite everyone else to join them for a celebration of the fourth of july and they're jokingly like down the british and they're like they're, they're going over to ask the british if they want the to join british if they want to join the co- colonials yeah basically do you want to join the, the colonies and over then here? They, they mentioned something about you know the rebels there's yes. a there's a, and there's a lot of in jokes yeah, and quite, stuff and jostling yeah. and very playful and then everyone of course gets like these the, everyone's sipping this very strong moonshine and like having reactions and his kid that was funny that was fun i'm sure the lines will be in our quotes and stuff but yeah. it was just that was probably the most fun you're gonna have in the scene and that was when i looked forward to we all looked forward to see it because it was like this release from mm-hmm. this slow moving war movie to yeah. have the vodka scene you're like oh, like in vhs one i remember that scene <laughs> In VHS two, I remember the rest of it, but VHS one, I was like, ah, well, this is the. And it's so funny because it's so ingrained in my head where the film should stop. Yeah. That when I watch it on DVD, I expect the movie to go black at oh, that moment when Big X says the line, "I don't know, but we've got to," and then it goes this black. Is, this is what's and... funny is I watched it on demand. I have uh, access to on demand for anyone who doesn't yeah, yeah. know, so I watched yeah. that, and it. It has a big break. It does. It, it pauses there, and I was like, "Ah, end of VHS one. Got to stop." <laughs> That's and amazing. On the but DVD, I, yeah. it doesn't, and I miss it. Oh, I actually funny. miss it because I'm so used to being like, "Oh." got to rewind this tape and get the other one out which who are we kidding we would never rewind it <laughs> no we would always just be like well we gotta watch the next tape it's and too then, intense it leaves it a very big cliffhanger <laughs> next time we want to watch the movie we're like damn it it's not rewound and we'd be upset <laughs> who would we... do such a thing <laughs> who didn't rewind this and it was obviously us no one it was else always was just us. sitting around it watching was... great escape 
It was always us, and I needed to rewind because it was always Lisa with Pauline and Cho going fine. I guess we're watching. Greatest I guess Steve I'm again. watching Greatest. Steve. Damn it! But I want to say I did like the movie. Like, yeah, it wasn't like you hated it. Liking you just it, pay like attention I, to everything. I hated Ben Hur. Like I did not <laughs> enjoy watching Ben Hur. Yeah, if it was a choice between the two, you were oh, Greatest Steve. Greatest because I'm like at least we got McQueen. At least there's vodka. At least there's vodka and a motorcycle chase and some yeah, epic like, there's flying. good like, shit oh, I get to look forward to. But let's do this, Ben. So I I remember enjoying Great Escape. It's just that it That's was good. too complicated was and too convoluted. There was yeah. too many details. Even like little things like there are these brilliant signals that they have when oh, the guards leave. And yes. it's someone just moves this thing here and then one person taps once on the on the wall and that means... And then someone moves a cloth and, and then someone yeah, washes their hands. and Right. Everyone lines up to be like, okay, the coast is clear. You can start digging. And then, oh, the coast is not clear. Here's different signals so that everyone knows. You have to close things up. I was not paying close enough attention. I, that did not. As a kid, I was no. like, whoa. No, I. <laughs> I wanted to learn how to do that. But of course, I didn't have a squad of people to teach it to. And you couldn't teach it to listen. me because I was not paying attention. <laughs> and as if it works with two people. As if two people can do that kind of sophisticated I'll knock of once and that'll tell you mom's coming. I was like, right. Totally. So you're just going to knock? Good. <laughs> I think I can get that hint. Yeah. Oh, Set up on that code. <laughs> <laughs> I can crack this. Don't worry. You what you're saying is you needed a cohort of people, I and oh, you only had sibling. Me. I needed every sibling to be on board, and as if that was happening. <laughs> yeah, totally. They're all gonna guys stop what you're doing. Stop I whatever wanna, you're doing. I want to do this unnecessary code system. <laughs> For in case mom comes into the room, in case I'm doing something wrong. And you all need to just be standing guard the whole time. Yeah, yeah, guys. I want to test yeah. if this works in real life. Can we, Dan can we try it out? Dan is definitely yeah. letting us do that yeah, for totally, sure. Totally. Mm-hmm. Our older brothers mm-hmm. are 100% on board. Yeah, heard. definitely. Um, okay. Yeah, so, like, that's little. I will say one other thing that I realized when watching the movie. So, Danny, when he's digging, when they're cracking the first tunnel, which, oh, my God. I love the other one. The other one's in the bathroom in the showers they oh, go yeah. through the tiles through like this what's supposed to be like a just a, a quick small little drain and they make a tunnel out of it and when he starts cracking in there and like all the other different spots but when he does one of his tunnels he marks it as 17 in the corner mm-hmm. and one of them's like why 17 he's like oh it's the 17th tunnel he's built and the way he does his sevens is the european way which is to draw the seven and then stick a line through the middle through it yep and as a kid i was like whoa 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 what what is that was Danny doing? Danny's got a seven with a line in it. And ever since, that's how my sevens are written. <laughs> Shit. You know what's funny? 100%. I do my sevens like that, but that is not the reason. That I don't think I have a reason. I, and I, I wish that it. were my reason. Because that's way cooler. And I read, I love Danny so much. And that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. That from now Whoa. on, that's how Every my sevens are being no, written. number seven you've written has been an yes. homage, an homage to, to Charles Danny. Bronson <laughs> in The Great Escape. Wow, that's... That's Fucking 100% noble. Right. <laughs> My he, God. He was a Are courageous noble in character. The same family? <laughs> like, I. I don't know where the genetics went for the pair of us. I don't understand. I also know there was definitely a divide. I will say Um, I'm the anomaly amongst all the siblings, though. Let's be honest. None of the other siblings were doing shit. Guys, in case you don't know our family, (laughs) most of them are like me. Like, I think we need to shift or we'll just keep talking. (laughs) We could talk about this movie for hours. So, um, okay. 
We already know the answer to this question, but we're going to ask it anyway. Lisa, does this movie pass the Bechtel test? And before you answer the question, do you want to explain what the Bechtel test is and why this movie does or does 100%, not pass it? hundred percent. Yeah. Um, the Bechtel test requires two named female characters have a conversation with each other that is about anything other than a man or men. And this movie 100% does not pass it because there's not even a female character in this movie. I don't even think one's named. No. Like they don't even reference. The most you see. Yeah. They don't even talk about like their moms. I think maybe. Or their wife. They say a wife. says. Yeah. Yeah. No, they don't talk about wives. There's no name. And they they basically, the only women you see happen to be women in the countryside as they're escaping. (laughs) Like that's it. That's the extent you get. Which makes sense. They're POWs in a war camp. Women are not going to be in there with them. That's they're not, that's not how that's that's not they're no. not combined. It's no. not it's not co-ed. It's not happening. No. Um. Though apparently the studio wanted there to be women because they were worried they were going to alienate women audiences. But the director's like, I don't understand what you think we're going to do. Yeah. Like, how do you think we're going to make that work? <laughs> that's not happening. All of your none of that is suggestions make no accurate. sense. Yeah. No. Yeah. But anyways, Agreed. yeah. So hundred percent this movie i didn't even have to start watching it before i was like no yeah i didn't even write not it on even writing this down no it's not i even... already know bechdel test does not happen in this no one. not at all okay so um yeah, yeah. other than the <laughs> lack of representation of the female gender uh was there anything um offensive maybe in the movie that you clocked anything that doesn't necessarily hold up or didn't age well anything like nothing that? that i clocked no i mean it's a war film uh you have a lot of gunfire you have deaths as we've talked about but I didn't clock anything because it's very accurate to the time. Even the language is fine. It was, yeah, like you know, nothing's offensive. Nothing's there offensive was nothing in this that I was like. The most I would say is um, there's no person of color in this film. I don't yeah. know how accurate that was to the POW camps. Yep, who was that's kept true. with who. Yep. But other than that, yeah. yeah, I can't speak to the accuracy there. But other than that, no, there's nothing. It's exactly no. what you expect. There's yep. There's nothing that didn't age well. I think because it's a period piece and it's a period piece done well. And they don't even use any mm-hmm. slurs when they're talking about no. each other or other cultures or anything. Like no, there's no, no one there's like, no... makes a slur at Danny because he's Polish. No one makes yeah. a slur about you know, um, you know Cedric nope. who's Australian or anything like nothing like that. I think, I think the closest it comes is when Ashley Pitt, who we haven't mentioned before, he's you'd know him to see him because he's got blonde, he's blonde, beautiful blonde, blonde hair, hair yeah. blue eyes. He's ridiculous he's irish and apparently though he doesn't have an accent the only reason i know is because um he's late to a meeting and big x is like stressed out because they're trying to figure out what to do with the dirt and ashley pitt comes running in and he's like didn't they teach you promptness in the ira and that's the closest you get because he's upset and so he calls him out for being a member of the irish um republican Republican army and that's it that's it and you know what given the time you think there'd be more attention about that but there's nothing They're cool nope. with it all. So no, there's there's nothing, nothing like that at all. Which nope. is wonderful to watch the film and be it's like, very this refreshing. is great. This is very yeah, refreshing. Well. Everything's just straightforward. Thank you guys for aging great. Well, yeah, it's aging oh, gracefully. It's, it's nice. That's nice. Okay. Okay. Um. So then, with all of that being said, um, Lisa, does it hold up? Do you still love it? I think uh, we already know the answer. I think to these, you, uh, we questions. can already know the answer. Um, out one. of ten, what would you give it if you're going to give it to someone to recommend? You know, who, who are you recommending yeah, it to? Yeah. Uh, tell us. So 
100% this movie holds up to me. I loved it as a kid. I still love it now. I own it on DVD. I've watched it repeatedly over the years. I think the last time I watched it was probably like three, four years ago. I remember it perfectly because with my memory and the number of times I watched it, it's basically just there. It's in my brain. And it's as good as I remember it being. I love all the characters. I love the musical score. It's famous. We haven't talked about it yet, guys, oh, but the, the musical music. score is amazing and you definitely heard it in pop culture you know it's amazing and what is so impressive and again lisa the nerd who loves music is that the pairing of friends all have their own thematic theme that takes the main theme and twists it a bit Mm. so you know it's henley i did not know that oh my god and henley and Blythe is my favorite so the blind guy and james garner they have the best theme in my opinion but so the composer took the main theme and then changed it subtly for each pairing so you so it connect with those characters differently and it's very clever how that's done it's very clever how the score is done throughout the movie when it's knows when to be exciting when to be quiet when there to be no the score music at all. is amazing it's, it's a so good the cinematography so is great as pauline said there's not a weak actor in this movie Mm-mm. even the smallest roles are done to perfection they're very in character all of them know what they're doing all of them are great all of them are personable all of them come across as unique characters which is impressive given the number of characters in this film yeah like none of them like, feel like a um like a caricature yeah. uh, no. or a yeah. um, stereotype like they all, all feel like genuine human beings yeah yeah it's very yeah. interesting and in that which sense. is it's hard to do in it's a, very in a, impressive in such a like a collaborative film yeah, and, and uh, obviously ensemble they, cast and obviously they focus on a select number but even then there's it's a it's still a big select few i should say like there's we've talked about you've heard us throw out names and throw out characters and and they're so distinct and memorable and the the plot is really cool the historical accuracy as someone who loves the intricacies the first half is definitely more slow paced because they're figuring stuff out um the second half is picks up because that's when the escape is and all the action is and that's why Pauline loved it as we've mentioned and so for me I found the pacing excellent I love the build-up I love the tension I love the reveal of how everyone does so 100% long story short Lisa loves this movie uh who I would recommend it to anyone who likes classic films or who wants to get into classic movies if you haven't seen this one yet for some reason check it out it's a classic movie that holds up well with some big names that you just can't help but love if you're someone who hasn't really been into classics before but you do like war films and for some reason haven't seen it check this one out this is a historically accurate war film you're going to enjoy it if that's your bag for the general public i can't i don't know that's trickier because it is so long it is three hours you are committing a good chunk of your time to this movie if you're someone who who might find the details a little too slow i could see that you know bogging you down but it's still done very well so if you're at all curious from what we've said and as Pauline has already told you to have watched it before listening to the whole thing and let's say you didn't listen and that's cool that's your prerogative and you still want to watch it even knowing some of the stuff that's happening or maybe because you know some of the stuff's happening check it out uh you might love it you might love it as much as me you might just think it's okay you might not make it through the three hours that's cool but I would say who I recommend it to is probably classic film buffs war movie buffs um anyone who likes ensemble films with a really superb cast you're gonna like this movie hands down um anyone beyond that maybe <laughs> in yeah. which case check it, it out could, you never know could be it okay. could be your next film i can't tell out of 10 oh lisa loves this one so much i give it a 10 <laughs> 
I knew that was of course. <laughs> the first um, one, it's not guys, even a question. It gets a ten out of ten. <laughs> I think you gave. I feel like both of us gave Midnight Run a ten. Did oh, we not? Did we both give it? I, I think we both. It's been. A while. I think we both. We potentially I, I did. Was, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I was thinking in my head because I knew you were going to give it a ten. I was like, what else got a ten? What else? So okay. Far? Yeah, and I think fair. Midnight Run did. But anyway. But yeah, but otherwise, um, this one yeah. hands down gets a ten for me. And I mean just from the way I talk about this movie yeah. I think that's not a surprise to anyone who's listening no. to this episode but Lisa Lisa loves this this has a it's special a place in my heart I knew it I was like yeah. this one's a yeah. 10 to Lisa yeah good, Lisa loves good. it still yeah I'll keep watching it going down yep. the line yeah good. it makes me happy all right Pauline what about you well how do you feel about it having rewatched it yeah. and actually understanding the plot you know it's a great movie I um <laughs> I one thing I will say is I personally didn't think it felt like three hours. Like mm-hmm. I, an hour in, I had to pause because the dog, the dog was very annoyed <laughs> with me. And I didn't know I was an hour in. I, I thought mm. I was maybe only half an hour. And, and mm. it's because even though it takes a, there's a lot of talking and explanation, mm. what they're talking about is interesting. What they're it's talking so about has, yeah. has stakes. Mm-hmm. You know, that, mm-hmm. and you know, this, is fucking important you know this Mm -hmm. really matters and so I found I didn't find it as slow as I thought I would I thought it would be slower I thought it would feel longer and it is quite interesting how I I guess my marvel was how your brain was able to compute (laughs) all of the subtleties of this movie Mm. like I think it's safe to say and this is going to come to a shock to no one I'm more of a big picture kind of gal. Like mm. I was as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I think as a kid, I was like, okay, big picture. What's the overarching what's the, theme? What's the important thing here? Yeah. What's my big takeaway? And um, I got it. You know, they try to escape. I didn't get anything else about it. And most of them <laughs> get caught and some of them die and three of them escape. And, um, and so. Um, the end. Yeah, that's it. That's, well, that was. The odds are not in your favor. You you shouldn't no. have tried. You no, should have stayed the in the camp. Not and they're not good. Um, <laughs> and anyway, so I I'm just marveling at your ability to understand that as a kid. That that boggles my I, mind. Um, yeah, yeah, but as an adult, fair. you uh, you get it. It matters. It's very important. As I mentioned, like the acting, superb. The writing mm-hmm. is it's very well mm-hmm. done. It's it's. Um, beautifully filmed like obviously when they are escaping and and you see the countryside like it's wonderful it was filmed on location yeah in the trivia sode and so everything you're seeing is filmed like you're seeing a plane flying over what looks like a castle in the middle of the alps and you're like this is i need to go back to europe (laughs) is what i'm telling myself i need to go on a trip oh Oh, my god right amazing anyway so um but it's it's a great movie. Like it mm. honestly, who I'd recommend it to, I, I can honestly say, cause I don't have the nostalgia that you have with mm. it. If you are someone who just appreciates a good film, Excellent. I really think that you'd like it. I mean, like I mentioned, the acting is superb. So if you like good acting, if you like great dialogue, good mm. writing, you'll love it. Yes. Um, if you love war movies, you should watch this movie. I mean, if you love a good war movie and you haven't seen this yet, you really are missing out on a very iconic film. Um, and who wouldn't be interested? Well, to be honest, I wouldn't recommend this movie to five-year-olds. No, I don't no. know. I am how the our rare exception um, of a child who was totally cool with everything well, happening, but like, also like cool just the violence and, and the ending. And yeah, yeah. no, there's. No. For kids who wouldn't have the patience for everything that's happening on screen, the ending is very tragic and very intense. Yeah, there's it's a, a lot, lot of, of 
there's a, some dark conversations. You think a lot of things are going to be okay. And then Mm -hmm. they're not. And you need to know that if you're, so don't watch this with a child. I would say that, you know, Older, early, early teens yeah. would probably maybe a be... ten-year-old if they're particularly savvy. Maybe, maybe. if you can but, get a ten-year-old yeah. to sit through a three-hour yeah. movie, like kudos, yes. and congratulations. Props. So, Props all around. so I, I'd say it's they're not going to mm. appreciate it. There, there's a very few. There's very few children who would be able to appreciate <laughs> this movie. At least yes. as one of a million, maybe. Yeah. So, um, adults, I think, should watch this. <laughs> um, but. I, it's a good film. Like it's mm-hmm. solid. It is well written. Mm-hmm. I would say that this is a good film, even if you aren't one who's particularly interested in war movies. Mm-hmm. I, I would recommend checking it out. If, like, if you liked Sound of Music, for example, I think that you'd like this. Like, it, I'd say so. Yeah. I think like you could. Sound yeah. of Music is slow. Sound of Music, you know, there's it's longer. There's, you know, the threat of nazi germany coming in like there's some parallels there but i feel like if you could sit through sound of music and enjoy it (laughs) you can sit through the great escape and enjoy it um out of 10 i'm curious it's a fucking 10 yes oh i'm so happy everything you've said makes me so happy because i'm so i know i'm blinded by nostalgia i know i love this movie so so much and i can't step away from it honestly and be like with any honesty going i love it so much and i think it's brilliant is it as no brilliant it is as i think it is and as so i'm so happy you it, said that no because, it is oh everything honestly, you said makes me as i was delighted. watching it i was like how did this not win best picture like, that's I, my thing when I, I was looking it up i expected to see it not if not yeah, winning, nominated. nominated for a ton and it was nominated for one guys one film i know it's editing what but the hell that also just goes to show that the oscars don't actually mean they shit like it means mean stuff but yeah. they don't really but no. seriously like this like this movie as lisa mentioned in the tribute so it is one of the best uh top rated 250 films in yes, cinematic history on, is on IMDb. List. yeah they have a list of top 250 and it is chosen by users and it's midway it's like a hundred and some and it is a hundred percent on there like i oh this movie is this it's is like, great. It's iconic. It, but there's it's a reason it's permeated a, yes, pop culture. Absolutely. Because it's so well done. It's, it's just well done. It's a great movie. I was oh, pleasantly surprised. I'm I, so happy. I, yeah, no, I actually, even after watching it, I was like, you know what? I want to watch it again. Like I know. Because there's something about now that, and once you see it all the way through, you're like, I've got to go back and see how, re-see how they did this. And yeah. How they did this. And I'll yeah. get, and you pick up more. Very I think I liked as a kid. I picked up more each time I watched it. Yep. And I think that's why it was so wonderful to and see. And I think that's time. why I want to watch it again. Cause I was like, I, I didn't even clock all mm-hmm. everything, even as an adult watching it. I'm like, okay, I got to go back. Cause I was also taking notes and I was, you know, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, you were so focused kinda, in a different way. Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to just rewatch it again, but I, Oh, guys this so is happy. a great so fucking movie like it's so it good. it's a really good movie so no lisa you are not just blinded by nostalgia i am, it I am is like genuinely sitting good. here beaming in my closet i believe it i that's not even a I'm doubt beaming. in my I'm mind so happy. yeah no it's it's a 10 uh-huh. like yes. I, you cannot give this thing this movie anything other than a 10 like it's it's good it's, so it's good. good okay it's so, so. Good. i'm so happy all right guys there you go you heard it from an unbiased opinion yeah, it's, it's true. Fabulous. I definitely did not have the nostalgia for this movie. That's not even a question, but it's a good film. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, okay, Lisa, 
quotes. I think we're going to have to rein you in a bit. You I can tell you, me. honestly, I only have um, like five of them written down. So do you want to go first then since you only have like five? Why don't sure. you start us off? Well, you're going to take mine and I'm just going to be like, well, there I go. Yeah, that's what I figure. So why don't you, okay. why don't you go? So, okay. So for my first quote, now there's always a lot of preamble because these are, it's a complicated situation. So yeah. there's a okay. lot of characters. So this is Mac. Mac, as I mentioned, is uh, a Scotsman who is uh, good friends with Big X. And he's kind of the, the sillier of the two intelligence guys. But he's, this is in reference to an escape attempt right at, close to the beginning. They're Hiltz and Ives. Hilt, so Hiltz is um, played <laughs> Steve by Steve McQueen, McQueen. And Ives is the five foot four Scotsman. Who was a jockey. And they are attempting their first escape attempt. And it sounds so stupid. It's, it, they're diggling, uh, digging under the wire and they're going to dig like moles and push the dirt behind and press it back. Anyway, so they're explaining yeah, how it's going to work. Literally they, burrowing like moles. Yeah, and then they leave. <laughs> Just says, now why did anybody think of it before? It's so stupid. It's positively brilliant. <laughs> that is a, that's a great. The best is because he's staring at Hiltz. Once Hiltz explains his plan, Mac yeah. is the only one who's like staring at him with absolute oh. admiration. Yeah. He's like, everyone else is like, Big X looks confused. Yeah. He's like, so does Ramsey. But terrible. like, Mac yeah. is just like, wow. <laughs> like, great idea. idea. It's so stupid. It's positively brilliant. I, I love that line. It's a great line. Okay. Oh my God. What's one of yours? One of my favorites um, that I love to pieces, this one has a bit of preamble too. So at the very beginning of the film, when all the guys have been brought into this camp for the first time, they immediately all try trying to escape because that's how they roll. A lot of them just decide to make escape attempts. And there's also Russian prisoners who are nearby. And basically the Germans are about to march them out of the camp because what they had done is they had just cut down a bunch of trees and they're going to be leaving the camp and this is it. That and was so, the Russians' job. That's their, that's their, the Russian their, job. Their they job. cleared they the, clear trees. the trees. They just they finished, so they're all about to be taken out. And so Danny sneaks into the line and uses like cigarettes to sort of bribe for pieces of clothing and like an axe so that he can blend in better. And then Cedric, played by James Coburn, the Australian, he dives in too. And he happens to see Danny have an exchange with one of the Russians. And so he gets close and he's like, Danny, you speak Russian? And he's like, a little, but only one sentence. And he's like, well, let me have it, mate. And he's like, Labas Lublub. And he's like, Labras Lublub? Labras Lublub. What, what does it mean? And he's like, I love you. I love you? What bloody good is that? And Danny's response is, I don't know. I wasn't going to use it myself. <laughs> and as a kid, uh, it would funny. make me laugh every time. Every I time. can't even believe you. Oh, I, I that boggles my mind. So funny when Cedric was like, what does it mean? And he's like, what bloody good is that? And I love Danny just being like, I don't know. I wasn't going to use it myself. Oh, that's funny. Uh, one of my favorite exchanges. <laughs> and that, I think, cemented Danny. In one scene, I was like, he seems great. I like him. And he then seems, as, and then as the movie progressed, I was like, yes, he just keeps getting better. Mm. Um, okay. What's another one of your, uh, your ones? Okay. So um, again, preamble, there's a, there to make the tunnel, they have to have an air pump so that they can pump <laughs> air into the tunnel yes. so that the guys working have oxygen. And you so they can understand. close the top and not get. Oh caught. yes. There we go. And so um, big X, uh, Richard Attenborough and, um, 
Sedgwick. Sedgwick is uh, James Coburn. He's the Australian Lisa just referenced in the previous exchange. Um, he's a little sassy himself. I also like him a lot. I and, love uh, him to pieces. So he's, so he's the one making the air pump. And Big X, who we mentioned, <laughs> is kind of not so much fun as anyone else. And he's kind of like, where is it? Like, what's taking so long? We need it tonight kind of a thing. And so Sedgwick's like, it's done. And he pulls it up. And Big X says, does it work? Of course. And he demos it. And X says, will it give us enough air? And Cedric says, as much as you need. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, yeah. Cedric. I, yes, Cedric I like the sass. <laughs> I appreciate the attitude. I'd give it back myself. So that was totally. a good line that I really Let's liked. do this. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. Um, I love that one too. I love Cedric because he does. And it says things in a way that's very like under his breath almost. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, yeah. Kind of like to like, the side. Yeah. Side of his mouth. It's quite Side it's of quite his funny. mouth. Side of yeah. his mouth. Um, one of my favorites, again, from when I was a kid is, so as I mentioned, the, one of their other tunnels, and the one that actually ends up being the one they use is through the, the showers. It's Harry. It's Harry. And um, they're just starting to work on it when their system of signals has alerted everyone that the Germans are on their way. And what they've purposefully done is they have a huge group of guys in the sort of like bunk area leading to where the showers are to sort of help stall the Germans as they have to make their way through them and ask them like, you know, go home, like lights out, like to bed, whatever, so that they can cover the top of the, of the tunnel and throw like water on top of it. And Danny hops in the shower as if that's what he's been doing. And so the German comes out and he's like, what are you doing here? And Willie is standing there, Danny's friend, and he's got a mop and he's just like mopping up. And he's like, and you? And Danny's standing in the shower. He's like, shower, I need a wash. And then he turns to Cedric, who's also there. And Cedric just goes, I'm watching him. I'm a lifeguard. (laughs) (laughs) And the German just tells them to leave. And there's something about his delivery of just pausing and then just going, I'm a lifeguard. As if that explains anything. It's great. He's protecting it's so Danny funny. from drowning. From drowning. Shower. So good. It's and then so the good. German just lets that go. Like the German's like, right. just like, okay, sure, fine. Yeah, whatever, guy. <laughs> just, All right. Sure, whatever makes you happy. Just go to bed. <laughs> okay, so right. the next one that I've got is about the 4th of July. It's with the vodka. Yes. Um, so I kind of just have all of the lines written down that they said. So feel free, yeah. Lisa, to just yeah. jump in with any Talk of your out. own. Okay. So. Okay. Um, so they're, they're doling out this moonshine to everybody. And Steve McQueen's like, don't get any on your clothes. (laughs) Don't don't smoke while you drink. Don't smoke while you drink. Don't smoke right after you drink it. And then he changes it to don't smoke while you're drinking. Like he's like, just don't smoke. No, no smoking. (laughs) Don't smoke. And then, uh, another one is, uh, uh, it, while they're shouting things out and McQueen saying this, the funny guy who we can't remember his name, he's like, no taxation without representation. <laughs> and Steve McQueen just like pauses and like turns and just starts laughing because he didn't then, clock it first. And yeah, because like, he didn't no hear him at first, taxation. but he just can't stop laughing. Yeah, oh, it's my quite God. funny. It's very good. Oh, my God. I love that whole thing. Yeah. yeah, when they're calling it out and everyone's all excited, they've got like their cu- cups that they use for tea because, of course, they're all like British. And they all, <laughs> even some of them have like a like a pan. Like Big yes. X is drinking it out of like a frying pan. Like a little Like a little pan. mini you know, like saucepan. And, because they don't have just glasses, right? Yeah, so it's, yeah. And, and they don't have enough. Oh my god! Yeah, it's quite funny. And one of them's like, "Get good and stoned," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah it's great." Uh, so that was that's a part that we just love in general. In that same scene, one of my favorite lines uh, when I was a bit older is Blythe's, and it's Henley sits down next to him, and they're drinking, and he's mm. like, and he lets Blythe takes a sip, and Blythe because he's so proper takes a sip, and he kind of pauses, and Henley's like, "Do you know what that is?" And he's like, "I'll tell you what it isn't. It isn't <laughs> Napoleon brandy." <laughs> 
That's a good line. His, he's quite dry, but his delivery like is very good. Yeah, his delivery yeah. is great, but I just love, tell you what it isn't. <laughs> and that's how British he is. He says, it's so true. It, guys. It's great. It's great. I love that. He's, he's great. Napoleon Brandy. Oh, God. Okay. Do you have okay. one? Okay. I got another one. Okay, so okay. another one. It's actually Sedgwick again, and I didn't realize how many of Cedric is Cedric's... so damn funny. I... Cedric's really <laughs> James Coburn, guys. He's got good delivery in this movie, oh, but um, he's fabulous. So yeah. he's out. He's he has escaped. Yes, he is sitting um, at a table at an outdoor cafe, um, I believe, in Switzerland. Because I think that's the closest country, but it could be France. Mm. They are speaking French, and it does it's not helpful. He's in cause... France. Yeah, he's so, in France. Okay, yeah. so he's in France. And um, there are three Nazis who come out, and they sit at another table next to them, and the waiter comes over in, in French, and he's talking to them, and he's delivering them their, mm-hmm. their drinks that they order. And, and what's awesome about this scene is, um, so James Coburn is sitting at the table reading a newspaper, minding his own business, and then uh, the the waiter comes up to him. He's like, there's a phone call for you. And he's like, for me. And he's very <laughs> confused. And, but he, he gets up and he goes and he picks the phone up and mm. no one's there. And it's silent. He's kind of looking around and he sees the other two French waiters just kind of like slide behind the bar. And, <laughs> and so then he just like down. <laughs> puts the phone down and gets behind as well. And he does this because then out of, around the corner of this bridge, this machine gun just, just, kills these german soldiers it's yeah, awesome it's so great and so, so great they come back up again the two french waiters are like yes they're like yep they pour they're themselves a drink <laughs> they're, they're like this is a great moment and so then um not speaking any french sedgwick is obviously kind of like at a loss and he's like resistance resistance and and then the one guy's like you're english and he's like australian and he tries brutally talking in french and then the french guy's just like you could speak english i understand and sedgwick's like oh bloody good and then <laughs> just continues i just love his little the delivery oh, and, yeah. and he's, he's it's exciting it's and such like, a relief you, yeah oh, he's man. it's good anyway so it's just this really and the wonderful exchange into spain and it's such yes. a great scene and it's so cathartic after watching escape attempts oh, some heavier well. heavier, some things. heavier stuff happen and cedric happens to just be there in time for this resistance movement and God, that's a satisfying it's scene. Really cool, <laughs> and it's it just and it great. just is. You can speak English, I understand. Oh, bloody, bloody good. good! He's so I happy. Mean, he's, he's like so okay. I don't know how he made it that far in France. It's to great. Begin with, but good job. But he had it. his bike. He had his bike. He's so clever. God, mm. it's so. Clever. I, you know what I remember? I do mm. remember that from childhood. I remember being like, "Mental note, Pauline, steal a bicycle." Totally. Forget bicycle the train. Is the way Forget to go. the planes. Buses yeah. are dangerous. Yeah. Those are risky. No one stops cyclists. No one cares Everyone about You're not cyclist. escaping quickly on a bicycle. <laughs> Why? Where would you even have gotten one? Of course, like, you're he's a, just you're meandering through the French countryside. Yeah. He's and he enjoying looks, life. He's loving life. And I'm like, <laughs> mental no, Pauline. It is inconspicuous. Bicycle. Totally. I genuinely think that's why Cedric made it as far as he did. And he was on Dan, the bicycle. He escaped on a on a little rowboat down a river. I know that was my was like, My lesson was rowboat okay, all rowboat. the way. Go subtle, you can, Pauline. You can make it far like you Danny Lilly if you've got a robot like and a buddy to help the trade off. tortoise in the hair. We're really talking <laughs> slow and steady. Yeah. You don't need to None of these flashy planes, planes or right? taking we don't trains need, or where you're going to be stopped by officers. Yeah. Yep. It is a bicycle gently mm. down a path. That's what you need to do. Anyway, that was totally. my takeaway. That totally. actually, I think, is an accurate takeaway. I mean, if we're talking <laughs> about accurate takeaways, that's one of them. Okay, Lisa, 
Oh, send totally. us home. Final send quote home. that you want to end the, oh, the episode okay. with. What do we got? What am I going to end with? That's a hard one. I know. There's so no pressure. many. <laughs> Make it a good one. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate Don't fuck that. it up. Here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I was going to go with a funny one, but I'll actually end with one that was very crucial. And it's um, so Mac is practicing with um, everyone. Uh, they sort of go a run through a bit, a couple mm. of nights before, yeah, before their escape. And so he's pretending to be like a, a German guard who's checking everyone's documents or someone who's at the border checking documents. And so everyone's handing them and he's ans- asking them questions. And he's asking them in German and they're responding in German if they can, like all that stuff. And one guy comes in, it's the Canadian actually, and he's dressed as like um, a Nazi soldier. And he's, you know, speaking German to him. He's telling him to take his hat off and everything. And the guy's responding perfectly. And then he goes, your German's very good. And he's like, thanks, Mac. I've been practicing. And then realizes what he's done is like, oh. And Mac's like, oh, come on. Watch yourself, Haynes. That's the oldest trick in the book. And he's like, sorry, Mac. And he's like, yeah, well, German always. And then later, Mm. when it's Mac and Big X, and they're so close, they're getting on a bus. And they have posed themselves as being French. So the Germans are asking them questions and they can respond in German. But when they speak French, they act excited as if, you know, oh, they're speaking my language. And the guy is asking them questions in French and they're responding. And Mac even compliments him on his French. Like, you know, oh, your accent is very good. Très bien. And as they're getting on the bus, the German just very carefully says, good luck. And Mac says, thank you. And they're done and it's so awful and so ironic that he's the one who gets caught in it and it just hurts your heart and mac mac knows exactly what he's done and he bolts and and you see his face the moment he realizes what he's what he's done and that he has fallen for the oldest trick in the book and Mm. damn it and he's and you can tell because he knows he's got because roger and him are traveling together roger's caught too like He's Ugh. fucked it up for both of them. And so I had to say that line because it's very, it's very intense. It's very like you kind of laugh at it the first time it happens, but oh, it's a gut punch the second time it happens. Yeah. It's... And I'm going to end on that one because it seems appropriate for the film. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the oh, movie's guys. one big gut punch. Everyone. One big gut punch after being attached to all these characters, but damn, it's worth it. <laughs> and shit, they're good. I mean, they're like, so fucking it's good. So good, guys. I love so, all of them. Yeah. That is The Great Escape. Uh, yes. Arguably, I would say the best movie we've watched so far. Personally, I, would agree. I, I personally it, think it's held up it is, even better than The Adventures of Robin Hood. And that's saying something for me because, damn, I so, loved that movie too. And it's true. And this, this whole because yeah. Robin Hood is good, but it, it, there's a dated quality to yeah. it. That you're like, okay, but this this, this is a, just a genuine. good film. So yeah. everyone who can, please watch this movie. Yeah, let us know what you think. Um, feel free to communicate with us about what you think of this movie. We'd love to hear your opinion, your feedback, obviously. Um, but it. it I think it's a great watch personally. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, um, <laughs> you can uh, follow us on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Real Window. You can send us an email, real.window at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to help us out. 
you know, rate, review <laughs> us, subscribe. That way other people who really enjoy movies can, you know, come on in and disagree with us. And that's always fun. Yes, um, yes yeah, that is we'd fun. love that. But other than that, <laughs> have a wonderful rest of your um, Tuesday, if you're listening to us on Tuesday. And uh, we'll be back on Friday. It'll be my pick. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I really don't know how to follow this. <laughs> I think i got to go to, like, the farthest other extreme. We're yeah, watching, like, a like bee an awful, cartoon. Silly, ridiculous one. Yeah. From yeah. 1992. <laughs> I don't know what. Like, but I can't. But you're gonna this. find it. Yeah, yeah. I'll find yeah. something that'll that even Lisa will be like, "What? Why? God, no! <laughs> Please!" Oh, I'll be impressed. I'll yeah. be impressed. Do it. I don't know. Do I don't know if I'm gonna do that. I don't know. Now that I've said that, I don't. I don't want to guarantee anything. But you um, lock yourself in a corner. Who knows, right? Who knows? Ooh. Tune in. You'll yeah, only know if you listen. Out. Friday, check us out. Otherwise, have a great week, guys. Mm-hmm.